0: Welcome to the Senedd Podcast. These are the First Minister's questions. Thank you for listening.
1: I call members to order and the first item on our agenda this afternoon is questions to the First Minister and the first question is from Hamid
2: Ashkar.
3: Good, morning, officer, and good afternoon, Minister. What plan does the Welsh Government have to improve the welfare of farm animals in Wales, please?
2: Uh, Chloé, thank the member for that question. Maintaining high levels of farm, animal health and welfare has been a key priority for successive Welsh governments. Now that the United Kingdom has left the European Union, we are determined to ensure that we retain these high standards in Wales.
3: Thank you very much, First Minister, for the reply. But CCTV has been mandatory in every abattoir in all areas in England, where live animals are kept for slaughtering since 20. 18. Scotland announced plans for similar new laws last year. However, in Wales, 14 out of 24 slaughterhouses do not have cameras, although the Welsh government has made money available for their installation. RSPCA Cymru and Animal Aid both support mandatory CCTV to deter abuses and to help vets with regulation and monitoring. First Minister, when will your government make CCTV in abattoirs mandatory in Wales, please? Uh,
2: well, thank the member for that uh, follow-up question. He makes a number of uh, important points uh, there. The member will be aware, I am sure, of the 1.1 million pounds food business investment scheme that we run as a Welsh government. The latest round of applications to that fund are currently being assessed. Uh, They include a series of applications from abattoirs in Wales to install, upgrade or improve CCTV facilities at those abattoirs. Uh, When those applications have been assessed, the Minister will make a judgement as to whether or not we have sufficient coverage of CCTVs in Welsh slaughterhouses to avoid the need for a mandatory scheme. But if she concludes that we've not made the progress that we wanted to see on the voluntary basis whether taxpayer is paying for CCTV to be installed, then she will think about whether mandation is the right way ahead.
1: Thank you, Llywyd. Anyone who watched Fermio on S4C last night will know that the lambing season is upon us now and it's an issue I've raised regularly in this chamber, of course, namely this concern about dog attacks on sheep and lambs at this time of the year. Now I've previously raised the needs to tackle this and the response I've heard is that the government is doing more in order to promote awareness among dog owners on what needs to be done. Can you therefore give us an update as we are coming to a key period now where many newborn lambs will face the risk of dog attacks, so what exactly is the government doing to raise that awareness among dog owners on their responsibilities in this area? Well, I thank Clir for that question and, of course, the legal responsibility remains with the dog owner and that is what the 1953 legislation makes clear.
2: Closely with local authorities, with the RSPCA and others to make sure that owners of dogs are in no doubt about the responsibility that they have to ensure that they remain in control of animals if they take them uh, into the countryside it is a crime to allow dogs to worry uh, farm animals uh, in that uh, way owning a dog is a privilege and not a right, uh, and we work with others to make sure that the codes of practice that we have uh, provided, in uh, partnership with the industry, remind owners of their obligations uh, to control their pets in those circumstances.
4: Mandy Jones, dear Clwyd Minister, we are all concerned about animal welfare, and I've raised, this, um, the, I've raised this question in the chamber before about my concerns about live animal exports. Um, Now that the UK Government have said that they will be stopping live animal exports and we're now finally leaving the (coughs) EU, will the Welsh Government commit today that they will be doing the same?
2: Uh, Well, we uh, supported the UK Government's call for evidence on a UK-wide ban in relation to the export of live animals for overseas slaughter. So I think the Member can take it from that, that we supported Uh, the UK Government in that call for evidence on a UK-wide ban that we would um, continue to support it in that way. And we're working with DEFRA and the Scottish Government uh, to determine the next steps now that that consultation has been uh, concluded. Uh, In the meantime, the Welsh Government goes on uh, enforcing the rules that govern the transportation of live animals on long journeys, rest periods, adequate access to feed and uh, to water. But if there is to be a ban and if it is to be a UK wide ban, uh, then we will support that.
5: Question
1: Question two, Susie Davis.
5: how is the Welsh Government responding to the effects of recent flooding on protected areas of the natural environment in South
6: Glow's West?
2: Uh, thank uh the member for that. While some localised flooding has been reported, NRW do not believe that the ecology of protected areas has been affected by recent flooding events. However, inspection and monitoring of land and assets continues, so new information may come to light as this work progresses. At this point, NRW's priority remains the recovery and assistance it is affording to flooded communities.
5: Uh, Thank you for that answer. Uh, I've raised the issue of Kenfig Nature Reserve and its dunes with you before, and that has been hit by weather and flooding, not just in the the past two weeks, but since Christmas. And you're right, all eyes uh, are on homes and businesses at the moment, and I certainly don't want to detract from that. Uh, But I'm rather surprised to hear that NRW uh, has taken the line it has. Have they not approached you or the owners of that uh, site approached Welsh Government for any assistance towards mitigating the effects of that flooding?
2: Uh, Well, I'm not aware of any direct uh, approach and I did uh, ask for a check to be made directly with NRW yesterday uh, and there was no report uh, in the information I saw back of an approach uh, in in that way either. Of course, uh, I will ask for a further check to be made to see whether any request has come in. The note that I received from NRW Uh, did confirm that there had been some localised flooding within the Kenwick Nature uh, Reserve. Uh, And while the flooding may have obstructed public access to the site for a time, NRW did not believe at that point that the ecology of the site had been damaged. And indeed, uh, their advice to me was that as a wetland site, it's not unusual to see some inundation of water during severe uh, weather. And that... These areas are inherently resilient to the effects of bad weather and that at this point in their ability to assess the position, NRW don't believe that any further protection from flooding from an ecological point of view will be, ne- will be needed at the Kenvig Nature Reserve.
7: Di Lloyd.
8: Uh, uh, unfortunately, obviously, in some areas, the flooding has either been caused or has been exacerbated by blocked or broken culverts. Um, in, in the Swansea Valley, uh, I understand the capital bid has already been put to Welsh Government by Neath Talbot Council so that remedial works can be undertaken to a broken culvert on land being purchased by the local authority for this purpose. Can you give an assurance that these types of capital funding bids will now be expedited to try and minimize future risks? And will you give an update in terms of discussions that you are having with Neath Port Talbot Council with regards to its overall capital funding requirement. And in a neighboring authority in Gosainan, city and county of Swansea, I'm informed that householders that have been flooded have been told that they will be charged by the council to collect household items that were ruined by the flood. Surely you will agree that this seems extremely unfair and will you look to ensure that no council is charging householders in this situation?
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Well, there are questions on the order paper to me today about the general impact uh, of flooding and I'll try and answer a couple of the points that Dr Lloyd has raised, but I don't think any of them refer to protected areas of the natural environment, as the question uh, asked by Susie Davis uh, posed, Um, but in answering Dr Lloyd's specific question about uh, capital for culvert uh, repairs that is covered by announcements of the Welsh Government, has already made about emergency help uh, for local authorities uh, and I'm aware of other local authorities uh, in Wales who have taken very direct and I think positive action to make sure that where households have been flooded they have as easy access as possible to skips for example without charge without the need for permits uh, to be uh, provided so that people who are in that dreadful position of having to clear homes of rubbish, don't face another difficulty in their path.
1: Questions now from the party leaders, Leader of the Opposition, Paul Davies.
10: First Minister, the last few weeks have have seen communities across Wales devastated by Storm Kira and Storm Dennis, and I'd like to take the opportunity to thank the emergency services and the communities up and down Wales who have worked tirelessly to support those affected. Now, I appreciate that the Minister will be making a statement on this matter later today, but are you confident that the Welsh Government has done and is doing all that it can to protect and support those affected by flooding across the whole of Wales?
2: Uh, Well, thank the Member uh, for that question. Can I echo what uh, he said? Everywhere uh, I went last week, uh, with meeting people in the most difficult of circumstances, the first thing they wanted to say to me was just how much they appreciated the efforts made by emergency services, sometimes to, you know, to rescue them directly from life-threatening situations. So even when they themselves were in awful predicaments, the first thing they wanted to do was to pay tribute to others. And I'm keen to echo his uh, sentiments in in that regard. And he's absolutely right uh, in what he said about community activity uh, as well. I spent quite a part of one evening in Taftswell Rugby Club, just outside Cardiff. And the whole time that I was there, there was a procession of people coming to the club, bringing goods, asking what more they could do, volunteering to be part of the effort that that centre uh, was making to respond to the needs of people in those very difficult circumstances. And that sense of community effort in a crisis, uh, I think, has been very characteristic of responses across Wales over the last... Uh, Two weeks. Uh, The Welsh Government is focused at this point on the services uh, that we can provide to help individuals and households, businesses and local authorities in dealing with the immediate aftermath of the crisis. And we put a series of measures in place to assist them in doing that. There will be a much longer haul for many householders and businesses, and indeed for local. Uh, authorities in repairing bridges, making good roads that have been damaged, checking flood defences to make sure that they can be made resilient for the next time an event of this sort happens. And in that, we will be seeking the assistance of the UK government because the costs of that are well beyond what the Welsh Government itself could, in an emergency of this sort, be expected to bear.
10: First Minister, whilst some steps have rightly been taken and considerable progress has been made. I know firsthand from the conversations that I've had with some of those affected as well, that they felt more could and should have been done sooner. And so it's clear that there are still lessons to be learned and questions to answer. Now, rightly or wrongly, some have expressed concerns around the coordination of the responses to some of these uh, events. And I believe that that takes governments at all levels working together and collaborating more effectively than we've actually seen before. Now, you may be aware of concerns raised by Mary Arthur, Chair of Welsh Water's Independent Advisory Panel, who said that, and I quote, we're missing that leadership, I feel, at the top to bring that together. That's why things aren't happening, Now, in addition to that, I understand that it's also been 10 years since the publication of the last flood risk management strategy and whilst the government has consulted we are yet to see an updated strategy, which surely will help in making sure that responses are better coordinated in the future. First Minister, do you accept that the delay in publishing an updated specific Welsh flood risk management strategy has made some communities feel that flooding is simply not a priority? And how do you respond to the views of some in the sector that moving forward it's time that more effective leadership is shown on this matter?
2: Uh, Well, begin by... uh Uh, agreeing with a point that the member has made about there being lessons to learn. They're bound to be lessons to learn, aren't they? And it's really important that when the immediate crisis is over, all of those who've had a part to play in responding to it take the time to see whether everything that was there in the plan was delivered on the ground in the way that was uh, intended. Uh, I think there were very real efforts made to coordinate uh, response across Wales, the Emergency Coordination Centre that the Welsh Government uh, runs was open throughout uh, the weekend of Storm Dennis. The Emergency Services Command uh, structure uh, was in operation throughout that weekend and had been during Storm Chiara in North Wales uh, as well. Uh, it was an important test uh, of that command uh, structure uh, and when I met uh, one of the chief constables in Wales, he told me that he felt that the rehearsals uh, that we had held here in Wales over recent months in preparing for a no-deal exit from the European Union and in relation to coronavirus, uh, had stood them in good stead in being able to put those arrangements uh, into practice. That is not to say that there aren't lessons uh, that we can draw when we stand back from all of this, but I do think that they were real efforts made To coordinate uh, and to use the structures that had been put in place to respond to emergency circumstances. Uh, As far as the strategy uh, is concerned then yes the strategy uh, was out for consultation earlier last year. It closed uh, in the autumn and the Minister intends to publish uh, the updated strategy uh, in the uh, months uh, ahead. Uh, I doubt very much myself, uh, Llywyd, that communities that found themselves on the sharp end uh, of flooding uh, events uh, were concerned about the publication of a strategy uh, at the point that they were dealing uh, with the emergency. But that strategy is well in preparation, Uh, it will be published uh, shortly and it will help build resilience and prioritise future investment in most at risk communities.
10: Well, I do say to the First Minister, it is important to have an updated uh, strategy so that we can avoid perhaps some of these uh, events in uh, the future. And perhaps we need to rethink as well how we address flooding in the future, especially given the warning signs received at the start of this assembly. In 2016, for example, the Wales Audit Office reported that lack of capacity within the Welsh Government and councils had delayed progress and threatened to undermine the long-term approach to managing the risks of coastal flooding and uh, erosion. Well, perhaps we're feeling the effects of that now, First Minister, and with no updated risk management strategy, it's hard to see how we can make sufficient and appropriate progress in the short term. Therefore, in light of the impact that the recent storms have had across Wales, what lessons has your government learnt about the way in which flooding is prioritised by your government? And will you also commit to providing a full breakdown of how the Welsh Government will be allocating its resources on flood risk? Management so that communities right across Wales can see the level of investment the Welsh government is making in their areas. B:
2: uh, Well, uh, thank the Member uh, for that. Uh, I agree that we will have to think differently about the future. Um, I don't draw exactly the same conclusions as he uh, draws, uh, because I think that the figures will demonstrate when uh, these events are over that there were 73,000 households across wales as a minimum who were protected from the effects of this extreme weather event because of the flood uh, prevention schemes that have been implemented in wales over recent uh time so you know uh, the idea that uh things had not been done i don't think will uh bear scrutiny where he is right i think is that the the plans that have been in place Uh, have been drawn up in order to be able to resist the sorts of weather events which we have experienced over the last 50 years. Uh, And it may well be, mightn't it, climate science is telling us that the sorts of events that we saw over the last two weeks are likely to become more frequent and more intense in the future. And therefore, the test against which we judge flood prevention schemes will have to be different in order to meet that new intensity uh, of risk. And in that sense, the future will have to be different uh, to the past. I discussed this uh, yesterday with the Secretary of State in the meeting that we jointly chaired about coal tips in Wales. Uh, Coal tips that pose a risk are inspected very frequently by local authorities, by the coal authority, by NRW. They inspect them against the sort of risk that a winter would pose. If those risks are going to be different, then the standards of inspection will need to be different. And therefore, the future, uh, as Paul Davis said, will have to now meet those new circumstances. Uh, as to publication of expenditure by the Welsh Government under the flood and coastal risk management uh, programme, we do that all the time. Uh, whenever a scheme is, uh, is agreed. 44 uh, million pounds in the southwest uh, of Wales recently. Then we publish published those schemes and we publish the amounts of money associated with them because we are very keen that people in Wales can see <laughs> how the 350 million pounds that is being spent over this assembly term is being used to protect them from the
11: effects of river and coastal flooding.
7: Arweneth Pleikymri, Adam Price.
1: Pleikymri, leader Adam Price. Thank you, Chloe.
11: I I saw for myself firsthand um, um, the the deep sense of community spirit that uh, the First Minister um, also referred to, um, and i will be visiting uh, residents in Pentre uh, again tomorrow. Um, This is not a time to walk on the other other side when people are facing such hardship uh, and distress, or or in the case of Boris Johnson, simply not to turn up at all, of course. now, the repair bill, um, I, I, I've seen one estimate, uh, it could, is, is up to, it could be up to 180 million in Rhondda Cynon Taf uh, alone. And I know the Welsh Government has uh, provided um, 10 million of, of, of immediate um, hardship uh, relief. Could uh, the First Minister say whether you have uh, yet uh, a figure for the amount that you're asking uh, for the UK Government uh, to provide? And in the event that they are not uh, willing uh, to make up the shortfall, uh, <coughs> the Welsh Government itself have sufficient res- reserves uh, for the scale uh, of the challenge that uh, we face. Uh, will thank
2: Adam Price for those questions. Uh, he's right to say that what the Welsh Government has done is to focus upon the immediate aftermath of the floods to make sure that we provide funding for individual Householders directly affected to pay for the clean-up costs of local authorities to be able to begin to uh, help businesses to get back uh, on their feet. Uh, We can cover those costs uh, from within our own budgets by very careful uh, management and drawing together of funds from different parts of government. But beyond the immediate impact, uh, when local authorities have major infrastructure repairs to be uh, carried out. Uh, then that is not going to be ten millions of pounds, that's going to be tens and tens of millions of pounds. Uh, my colleague, Rebecca Evans, wrote to the Treasury yesterday, uh, formally setting out uh, the fact that we will be looking to the Treasury for assistance with that bill. It isn't possible at this point, Chloéph, to put a precise figure on how much that will be, uh, because some of the damage that will need to re- be repaired is literally still underwater. Uh, So it hasn't been possible to get engineers down to look at at the scale of the damage and to give us an assessment of what it will cost uh, to put it right. Uh, But the figure that uh, Adam Price has uh, referred to that comes from RCT, uh, I think is not an unreasonable estimate of what the damage in that county uh, may be. And there's damage in many other parts of Wales as well.
11: As the uh, cleanup uh, begins, of course, um, c- uh, questions um, uh, will need to be addressed about what could have been done differently, that the lessons learned, that the, uh, the first minister referred to. I wonder if you could um, address some of those initial uh, uh, concerns. Um, Natural Resources Wales uh, have already admitted, I understand, that debris left behind by logging operations on the mountain above Pentre contributed to flooding uh, there. Um, there are there are also serious concerns that nRW don't have the capacity to cope with work that urgently needs to be undertaken Trehavd uh, dual company has made a thousand uh, pounds payment to forty households without accepting liability uh, as the pumping station uh, there um, uh, didn't function uh, so can you uh, as a matter of urgency um, uh, look at the uh, budget of NRW to ensure it's adequately funded to de- <coughs> de- deal with disasters on this scale and also set up an investigation into uh, the role or contribution that any actions by uh, either a statutory body or uh, the utility uh, um, uh, made uh, to some of the flood damage? Well, uh, just to repeat what
2: I said to Paul Davis, uh, so it, of course lessons will need uh, to be learned in relation to NRW's logging operation uh, at Pentra. Uh, my understanding is, is that in clearing diseased larch uh, from part of, a small part in fact, uh, of the wood uh, there, NRW did what the current guidance would suggest they should do, which is to leave some of the smaller debris that you get when trees are being uh, felled on the ground because that 's how you protect soil from erosion when uh, trees are logged, and it 's how you protect biodiversity uh, gain, so they were they were acting within the rule book as it 's currently constructed. The question has to be now asked: Is the rule book fit for these sorts of events? Should they happen uh, in future and that 's w- just one example uh, of lessons uh, learned. The summit that we held. Last week, Shawith uh, did his best to draw everybody who had a part to play in responding to the floods around one table. That included uh, Door Khmery, uh, as it uh, included the, the third sector and the voluntary sector in part of that response to the flooding that Adam Price uh, referred to. Uh, we will be looking to see how all those players. Uh, think about the part that they played, whether there are things that they would want to do differently uh, in the future. Um, NRW's uh, budget, like budgets of all public uh, services in Wales, has had to be calibrated against the impact of 10 years uh, of austerity. Uh, And I probably should have said in answering uh, Adam Price's first uh, question about the impact of the flooding on capital expenditure in the future. Part of the reason why we are having to ask the UK government for assistance is because with six weeks of this financial year left to go, the Treasury wrote to us requiring us to repay to them £100 million of financial transaction capital and £100 million of conventional capital before the end of this financial year. Uh, They said that they had recalculated Barnet consequentials and that, that money needed to, d- to be returned to them. Now, when I say to the Prime Minister that I want money to help us with uh, the impact of flooding here in Wales, I'm essentially asking him to hand back to us money that he took away from us in the last few weeks.
11: When, when Yorkshire was hit uh, with uh, severe flooding in July and in November last year, and, and again this uh, month, uh, UK armed forces were drafted in to help. Um, in the autumn, uh, RAF Chinooks were called in to assist the pumping station near Doncaster following heavy <laughs> rainfall. Uh, this resource, this, this level of response, might have been invaluable uh, in the case of, of, of Traharad and elsewhere. Although no infantry units are based in Wales, the 1st Battalion the Rifles is based, uh, for example, just across the border uh, near Chepstil. Um Welsh men and women loyally serve uh, in the forces and would, no doubt have made a valuable contribution in serving Welsh communities during the crisis if asked to do so. Uh, Did you ask uh, the UK Government, uh, First Minister, for the assistance of the Army? If not, why not? And and will you in future, if need arises? Uh, Well, the question as to whether or not assistance from the
2: armed forces should uh, be sought was very actively discussed by the emergency services uh, command structure. Uh, Their decision over that weekend was not to make such a request because circumstances were so difficult and dangerous that only people who were specifically trained to be able to deal with them were thought to be safely capable of being deployed. Uh, That was the advice that uh, they gave and I thought that that it was sensible to follow their advice. Uh, They thought that Drawing in the armed forces at that point would not have been a helpful thing uh, to do, because you needed those very specialist uh, abilities and training to be able to cope with the sorts of extreme weather event we saw. So, at the height of that storm, 900 cubic metres of water were coming down the Taff every second, uh, and if you are trying to act in those circumstances. Uh, then you don't need a general army training to know what to do. You need to be trained in the way that our emergency services are trained to know what is safe to do. Now, should that change, uh, and should the assessment of those people who are better equipped uh, than we are in this room, I think, to know whether help from armed forces would be a useful contribution, then, of course, we uh, we would look at it. But in the circumstances of that weekend, the assessment of those who are best equipped to make the assessment was that that was not the right moment to ask for such assistance.
7: We to Brexit.
1: Leader of the Brexit Party, Mark Reckless.
0: First Minister, in response to Paul Davis, you said that local uh, government coal authorities and NRW all in inspected coal tips. <laughs> I wonder if you could reflect whether their responsibilities in that area are sufficiently clearly delineated or whether they're overlapping with any associated potential for confusion. Um, Could I also ask you, First Minister, whether you think changes to flood protection budgets, particularly the significant cut I recall at least initially being announced in 2016, have affected the current situation in any way? Um, I infer from the funding request uh, letter from RCT politicians that, to the UK Government that this has Welsh Government support, and I hope that the UK Government will agree to it. Do you think that this letter, this request for financial assistance outside of the block grant, could provide a template for future cooperation between Welsh and UK governments?
2: Well, thank the, the member for those uh, questions. Um, I don't think that uh, the budget in terms of flood prevention has been the problem uh, over the last two uh, weekends. Uh, Thinking of lessons learnt, one of the things I think we will need to look uh, at very carefully from now on are those many flood defences in Wales that held good but were perilously close uh, to being uh, overtopped. In Monmouth, uh, for example uh where the flood defence is constructed to be able to deal with a rise in flood water of four point three metres, the river actually rose by four point two metres. So it was within a centimetre uh, of those flood defences being overwhelmed. Now they weren't overwhelmed, just as they weren't overwhelmed in Cardiff and they weren't overwhelmed in Swansea. But in t- in many places, you know, the, the gap between holding and not holding was narrow and in a lessons learned for the future, Uh, we need to see whether we need to do anything to strengthen those uh, further. Uh, As far as help from the Treasury uh, is concerned, uh, I think we are already acting in a way that is consistent with uh, rules that have been established over uh, many years. uh, When a completely unforeseeable event happens, and it happens on the scale of the sort that we saw over this weekend, and I don't think anybody believes that the ferocity with which the storm hit South Wales was foreseeable, uh, then um, no, I, I must say, I... I I'm, you,
7: uh, you're I, a, you're I, answering I the leader of I, I, the Brexit I, party I, I am not a, 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 a I don't believe member.
2: that the event of that weekend was predictable. Uh, and when unpredictable events happen and costs are uh, commensurately high, the ability to go to the Treasury for help from reserves... Uh, is one we've used before, and we're using it again here.
0: Uh, First Minister, you're interrupted, but I'll also just remind you of the the, the point about the division of responsibilities between local government, NRW, and the coal authorities in terms of those inspections. One thing struck me about the uh, RCT-based letter was it was a request to draw supplementary funding above the block grant in a devolved area. And as such, could represent a, a change from the Barnett formula. If we are to see that as a, a template for future cooperation between Welsh government and UK government, could would Welsh government consider writing a letter of that sort, perhaps to draw capital from the Shared Prosperity Fund for infrastructure projects uh, such as improvements to the A55? A55 in North Wales, or even the M4 relief road that you had promised to build. Also, Wales has an overall fiscal deficit uh, this year of uh, £13.7 billion, or 19% of GDP, and we're asking UK Government for additional uh, funding above that. Doesn't that show the danger of always demanding more and more powers and devolution and separation of Wales from the UK?
2: Well, I don't draw that conclusion uh, at all, uh, uh I think the case for uh, seeking assistance from the UK government is simply the case for the union. Uh, the union is a mutual insurance scheme in which we all pay in, and we are all able to draw out uh, in circumstances where help uh, is needed. It's why I have always been a supporter of the United Kingdom because I think that system of mutual insurance has always been in Wales is interests. Uh, it's why I hope that the Prime Minister who has awarded himself the title uh, of Minister for the Union uh, will see that the request that we have made for assistance uh, is one where he can demonstrate that the Union really does work for Wales.
7: Question
1: three, Thank you, Claire. Will the First Minister make a statement on the development of the Swansea Bay and Western Valleys Metro? I thank Di Lloyd for that question. £432,000 has been awarded to the City and County of Swansea in this financial year to develop the rail and bus business cases for the South West Wales Metro. New services will help to reduce travel times across the region.
8: Thank you for that answer. So, are you fully confident that you have all the monies that you're able to put forward towards the development of the Swansea Bay Metro, and will you ensure, on top of that, that the valleys communities in the west are not neglected as part of this development?
2: Uh, well, uh, with my uh, colleague, Ken Scaeth, will be making a statement on all of this later uh, this afternoon, uh, as I explained in my first answer, the Welsh Government has provided funding to the city and county of Swansea to allow them to carry out the necessary preliminary work uh, to develop the South Wales uh, Metro. Stage one is completed stage two will be uh, completed uh, shortly, and we look forward to working with local authorities not just in Swansea but as Dr. Loder said in the surrounding uh, areas to make sure that that multimodal approach to the construction of a metro, bus, and train uh, services that we are able to put that to work for the
3: benefit of local residents.
7: My catches. Adios.
3: Uh, I strongly support uh, a metro system for the Swansea City region. Does the First Minister agree that stage one needs to be to get a bus rail interchange with the current railway stations with the line timetables and buses stopping as close as possible to the railway station? Uh, At for example, not all the bus stops are outside Lanshamla station and one of them is round the corner down another road which if you didn't know the area, you probably find great difficulty in finding. Uh, can I also make my regular request for the reopening of Lando station? Uh, Well, uh, thank the
2: member for uh, those important uh, points on behalf of his constituents. And, of course, he is right that integration of bus and train services is at the heart of the Metro uh, concept, an integrated transport uh, system. Uh, Now, the bus legislation that we hope to bring in front of this National Assembly will provide local authorities with the powers they need to be able to make practical sense of... The disposition of bus and rail services so they are genuinely integrated uh, in that way and Mike Hedges I know uh, will have welcomed the plan to improve services along bus services particularly along the corridor between Ystrad Lice and Mumbles which specifically is looking at how bus timetables and rail timetables can be brought uh, together so that bus uh, services operate in ways that are reliable, attractive, frequent, and therefore better usable to residents.
7: Question 4.
1: Question 4, Vicky Howells.
7: Will the Welsh Government outline what support they are providing to communities that have been affected by Storm Dennis?
2: Uh, uh, so I understand that you have given permission for questions 4 and 7 to be grouped together. Following the multi-agency emergency flood summit last week, we have been working hard to put practical and financial support in place for households, businesses and local authorities affected by the flooding from both storm Kiara and storm Dennis.
7: First Minister, I'd like to place on record my thanks to yourself, to the Environment Minister and to all of Welsh Government for your efforts to support those whose homes and businesses have been ruined by Storm Dennis. The financial support that you are putting in place is much appreciated by constituents that I have spoken with and alongside support from RCT Council will help those who have lost everything. The very visible presence of yourself and the Environment Minister is also appreciated. You've both visited (coughs) flood-stricken areas of RCT several times in the last week, including on Wednesday when the Environment Minister visited Mountain Ash with myself. This stands in stark contrast, First Minister, with the UK Government where Boris Johnson has not visited a single community that has been affected by flooding or offered financial assistance despite written requests from myself and other RCT AMs and MPs. Do you agree with me, First Minister, that the UK Government has a duty to help, both morally and legally?
2: Well, I thank Vicky Howells uh, for that and and let me equally uh, pay tribute to the actions that local members across the Chamber Uh, have taken in their local constituencies to respond to the difficulties which local residents uh, have faced. I know that members here have been hard at work over the last fortnight in North and South Wales uh, in making sure that local local residents uh, know that this National Assembly, this Senedd, takes very seriously the predicament that they have faced. My colleague uh, Lesley Griffiths uh, in San Gollem and Llan Roost, uh, and uh, Ken Skates as the Minister for North Wales uh, in North Wales, uh, as, well, as well as the visits to which Vicky Howells uh, has ref- referred. Uh, as to the UK uh, government, uh, the help that I look uh, for from them are not necessarily uh, visits, uh, but the harder edged help of cash. Uh, the money that we will need—the uh, money that, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, was taken away from us over the last uh, few weeks—that money needs to be restored, so that we are able to make sure that whether it is our very hard-pressed local authorities or whether it is NRW, as we heard uh, earlier, that those organisations on the ground have the money they need to be able to deal not just with the events of these weeks but the events of months ahead for affected communities.
9: Jane Bryant, to First of all, I'd like to add my deepest sympathies with all those who've been affected by the floods across Wales and pay tribute to the emergency services and outstanding community efforts. Uh, The response from you, First Minister, and the Environment Minister has been excellent and very welcome. However, the impact of these floods will be felt for months, even years to come, and I'm keen to see that momentum and support continues. Lessons do need to be learned and potential weak points in our defences need to be strengthened. While Newport didn't see the levels of devastation by floods in other parts of Wales, I visited some of the worst parts of, in my constituency affected by flooding. Um, the river Ebu was at worrying levels in Dufferin and at Baysleg. And whilst the defences mainly held, in many places this was a matter of centimetres. Residents are grateful and they're hugely sympathetic to the worst areas across Wales, but are obviously fearful for the future. They have asked uh, for what assessments assessments of the current defences and what support grants can be made available to better protect their homes. Businesses have also been hit very hard. Uh, The popular Kevin (coughs) Mabley Farm um, has uh, been devastated and they're looking at months of closure as a result. This will not only affect the business and its customers but the employees and their families. What support can we provide to ensure businesses get back on their feet as quickly as possible?
2: Well, thank you, Brian, for that, i I'll I'll focus, if I may, just on the final part uh, of that supplementary question, the help that is available for businesses. Uh, We made it clear last week at the summit that councils are able to use their discretionary powers to to suspend council tax and non-domestic rate obligations on properties that have been uh, flooded and that the Welsh Government will reimburse those costs uh, to local authorities under the emergency financial assistance uh, scheme. So that's immediate and direct help and local authorities now know that they can offer that help and that the costs won't fall on them. They will be picked up through the Welsh Government's emergency financial assistance scheme. Uh, Business Wales has been uh, very active over the last uh, week. There's a helpline that businesses can use to get through directly <coughs> to a help desk that Business Wales is providing, uh, making sure that businesses have the advice they need to deal with cash flow issues, liquidity uh, issues. There was um, a, a surgery held in pont on Friday uh, of last week that Business Wales was involved in together with Mick uh, Antony, the local member. It was repeated on Monday in colleague the uh, again, making sure that businesses have that help directly provided to them. The Development Bank uh, for Wales are targeting smaller businesses that may benefit from their £25,000 fast-track uh, loan. Again, to try to make sure that where businesses need immediate help, we use uh, that route to assist uh, them. And my colleague, uh, Ken Skates, has indicated that he is looking within bu- budgets that he has Provided originally to assist businesses in the event of a no deal uh, Brexit, whether we might be able to repurpose some of those funds to assist
12: businesses who find themselves in the circumstances set up by Jim Bryan.
7: Andrew Davis Thank
12: you, presiding yeah. officer, can I identify with the sentiments that are being expressed across the Chamber in support of the help that has been given from all sides, whether the volunteers or the emergency services or just communities themselves coming together uh, to the flood victims in my own electoral region, but also across Wales, because this has affected the whole of Wales. Um, I would like to go back to the point that the Leader of the Opposition raised with you about the flood risk management strategy. Two years ago, the Environment Committee took evidence on this in its pre budget scrutiny and was told that this was a document in preparation uh, and would be available shortly. In response to that question today, First Minister, you said it'll be with us in a few months' time. Uh, really First Minister, some two years on the title says it all it is the risk, flood risk management strategy that would direct yeah, yeah. the rule book that you highlighted that NRW worked to at the moment and many other facets that are put in place to try and help alleviate some of this flooding that goes on with the climate change we are seeing at the moment. I appreciate you wouldn't be able to stop all flooding but if you have a strategy that is dedicated to alleviating the risks of flooding surely that document should be live and in circulation rather than, again, this afternoon, hearing from you this afternoon, that it will still be a couple more months before that document's available. Can you indicate more precisely when that document will be available? And importantly, will that document have the budgetary considerations that will be needed to put the measures in place?
2: Well, uh, Lloy, let me just say again that the, the draft national strategy is available. Anybody who responded to the consultation will have seen it. And there was a good response to the consultation and that didn't close until the autumn so there has been work to do to make sure that the comments that people uh, contributed as part of the consultation are considered uh, seriously and make a difference to the final strategy which we intend to publish later this spring so we're not delaying it uh, unduly it will be an important uh, document i agree with what andrew rt davis and paul davis said about the importance of that strategy, because it will show how the 350 million pounds investment that this government is making in flood and coastal uh, erosion risks uh, are being deployed in the best possible way. Uh, and uh, to return to a theme of earlier this afternoon, once more, with in terms of lessons learnt, then one of the things that we will pick up in that strategy will be the need to try and shift some of the expenditure uh, on flood management away from concrete-based solutions and towards more natural-based flood defences, where we can use natural disbursement, for example, as a way of mitigating flood risk further downstream. So the strategy is important. It will help us to pick up uh, the lessons, not just of the last couple of weeks, but uh, of this whole uh, assembly term, and it will underpin the very significant amount of expenditure that is already committed in this area.
7: Leanne Wood.
4: The high rainfall levels have caused utter misery for hundreds of people in the Rhondda and seeing is believing when it comes to the mess that's been left behind in people's homes, gardens and in the streets. And we're all thankful for one thing, however, and that is that no one lost their life uh, in the Rhondda. I've called for an urgent review of the stability of all coal tips left behind as a result of our industrial past. The disturbing landslide in Tylestown is one that many people will have seen, but there have also been landslides in Clidduch and in Pontegwaith. And we all know how devastating and frightening a move in coal tip can be. I wrote to you last week about these coal tips and it's good to see that there has been some action on this since then, but I wonder if you can tell me what the time scale is for inspecting all of the coal tips in the Rhondda. Does the First Minister agree with me that we need to recalibrate what we thought was once safe due to the adverse weather that is becoming increasingly common due to the climate emergency? Will he also accept that this new normal cannot be and acceptable. We should have known that this was coming. We do know that it will happen again. And finally, for now, will the First Minister consider the reintroduction of a land reclamation scheme for brownfield sites, which was cut just a few years ago, as this would go some way to ensuring that former coal tips are not just brought back into economic use but are also made safe?
2: For all those uh, questions, and agree with her uh, entirely that to visit and to see and to speak to people whose homes have been devastated by the floods is a deeply sobering uh, experience. And the level of human misery uh, that has been caused in those households, uh, it's palpable uh, when you go there. Uh, And as people said to me when I was visiting them, uh, in the end you can buy a new sofa. Uh, But what you can't do is replace the things that you have built up, having brought up a family, having lived in a property for not just years, but decades, where all your memories are invested in it. And those things can never be recovered uh, in that way. Uh, They made the same point uh, to me as Leanne Wood has made this uh, afternoon, that nevertheless, no lives were lost uh, and that uh, memories can be recovered and sofas can be rebought, but people can't be brought back. And there was a real sense of the effort that the emergency services had made to prevent the very worst uh, from happening. Uh, in relation to uh, coal uh, tips, what yesterday's meeting uh, established was was that NRW, the coal authority, and uh, the local authority have a shared approach, which is to identify on a scale those co-tips which give them the greatest cause uh, for concern and we received assurances yesterday that all those co-tips that are at the top of that list uh, will have been investigated by the end of this week and most of them have been investigated already uh, and assurances have been received from engineers uh, that, they are no- that they don't pose a risk uh, to life uh, and property. But there was a very important discussion which um, connects to Leanne Wood's point about the new normal, uh, that those assessments are being made against the standards that have been used over the last decades, and those standards may not be satisfactory uh, for years uh, ahead. So we will definitely return to that uh, discussion with those uh, authorities uh, and with the experts that they deploy uh, on the ground. Interesting ideas being explored yesterday about better monitoring possibilities uh, for those tips. You know, new technologies that weren't available in the 1980s that we may, need, we may be able to deploy uh, today. Uh, and that effort will go on. The group that met yesterday will meet uh, again to receive further reports, to look uh, ahead and to make sure that uh, the reassurances, that people have every right to expect uh, can be made, that if further action is necessary, that it will be taken, and that the standards against which the different public authorities carry out their responsibilities to provide those assurances are fit for the future.
1: Question five, Sean Gwen. Will the First Minister make a statement of the safety of vascular services in Betsy Cataldo University Health Board? since they were restructured.
6: Uh, thank you, Shan Gwyllian, for that question. Betsy Cydwalada, University Health Board, is currently undertaking a review of the Vascular Network Service established in April 2019. It is anticipated that the report will be discussed at their board meeting at the end of March.
1: Thank you for confirming that the board will be holding an internal review of the very grave and concerning problems that have arisen as a result of the restructuring of the vascular services, but, First Minister, an internal review is not good enough. People in North Wales have lost all confidence in the managers of Betty Cadaralwood University Health Board whilst appreciating the work of the frontline staff very much indeed. So I'm most disappointed that your government is not going to hold an independent review in light of all the complaints that have been unearthed by the Community Health Council. So why won't you expect the very grave picture that is now emerging and why won't you go there and hold an independent review as a matter of urgency?
6: Well, with so I don't think that it is fair just to refer to the work of Betsy Cadwalader as something which is just an internal review because they will be using people out with the board to advise on the work going forward and the consultation that they will be holding is with experts in the field and they are independent of the board as well and that is why professor John Brennan who works in Liverpool he's a consultant vascular surgeon he is part of the process of reviewing the service which has existed for less than 12 months uh, currently, and also they will be using in the work that Betsy Cadwalder has commissioned, they will be using new national data which has emerged in order to compare the service currently available in North Wales to compare what goes on in Betsy Codwalader with what goes on in other services, Uh, comparable services in other places within the United Kingdom. And so nobody here has seen that report as yet. And I am willing to wait to see what that report says, to see what the independent compilers of this report have to say in it, and to see whether we need to uh, do anything in addition to that.
1: Question 6, Neil Hamilton.
13: The uh, first Minister made the value for money
6: and effectiveness of Welsh
13: Government spend.
2: Shall we withdraw on a wide range of guidance and evidence to help assess our investment decisions, including the high-level principles set out in the HM Treasury's Green Book and the seven goals of the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act?
13: Do you agree with me one of the many failures of devolution is that over the last 20 years Wales has actually dropped to the bottom of the income table of the home nations and the regions of England. And one of the biggest failures of Labour and Plaid Cymru government in the last 20 years has been the failure to attract higher paid employment to Wales. The government has been strong on roadmaps and strategies but actually very poor on delivery. We've had enterprise zones that have spent about £250 million in the last decade at a cost of about £20,000 per job but that has only scratched the surface. In the case of the area around Ebu Vale, the government turned away the chance of £450 million worth of private investment for the Circuit of Wales to replace it with £100 million promised of taxpayers' money in 2018 and as yet no foundations have been laid for the buildings which were promised and of course no jobs have been In the meantime, the the Heads of the Valleys road, the Gilwyn to uh, Bryn Mawr section is £100 million over budget and much delayed. And what we see here is a government which just hasn't got a grip on the major economic problems of Wales. Is it any wonder, therefore, that more and more people are thinking that this place is pointless and that the Assembly should be scrapped?
2: Um, uh, I think the member is much in danger of... Uh, ...confusing views of the institution with views of uh, individuals who find themselves uh, here. So it's a mirror rather than an analysis that, he, uh, that would lead him to the best conclusion. Uh, look, I completely disagree with what he has to say. with uh, he's ever gloomy uh, in his views of Wales and uh, of Welsh uh, people. Uh, people who were here in 1999 uh, will uh, remember that if, if we'd said then that within 20 years... Wales would have economic inactivity levels at or below the UK average when we were so far behind... 20 years ago and getting further behind. If within 20 years you thought that that gap had not just been narrowed but had been completely uh, filled, people would have said to you that you were being absurdly optimistic about what could be achieved in a 20 year period. If you'd said then that the latest unemployment figures showed unemployment in Wales, not just at the UK average but below the UK average, people would have thought that you were being stretchingly ambitious in what could be achieved uh, in that period. If you'd said to people back then that the rate of business uh, growth in Wales would have been faster than the UK average, that business survival rates at the end of a year would be greater than the UK uh, average, people would have thought you were describing uh, an economic future that was beyond our grasp. That's the reality of the Welsh economy. It's so far away, it is so far away from what the member uh, hopes uh, to be able to describe in a way to rescue his own future. Uh, here and it has nothing at all to do with the future of Wales.
1: Question 8, Jonathan. Question 8,
5: Jonathan uh, Will the First Minister make a statement on the Welsh Government's service level agreement with the Valuation Office Agency?
2: Uh, thank the Member for that question. So, with the Welsh Government concludes an annual service level agreement with the Valuation Office Agency. It sets performance targets which the Welsh Government expects the VOA to meet. Decisions made by the VOA are determined by that agency and are entirely independent of the Welsh Government.
5: First Minister, I call that passing the book. Um, During plenary last November, I raised the fact that your Welsh Government had a £9 million of taxpayers' money, SLA, with the VOA. Now, some of my businesses in Aberconwy are still waiting over two years to see their business rate appeals progressed, leaving many businesses with financial difficulty and, in fact, financial ruin. Now, the Council-General, of course, agreed to look into this last November. What a waste of time. Because in response to a recent written assembly question, the Council-General stated, as the provisions in the service level agreement are being met, they're not being met, that's your words, and the agreement itself is being monitored, I have not identified the need for further action. Well, I would invite either you or you, First Minister, to come and speak to some of my businesses who are still waiting now for their business rates appeal. When I procure something for me or my family, I have a say in the quality of that service delivered. You are the First (coughs) Minister of Wales. You have a say on the quality of the service delivery from the VOA. No getting away from it. So I would like you to know how are you going to review the targets that the VOA are expected to meet in an effort and how? How do you actually scrutinise the use of taxpayers' money and this failing service here in Wales? Thank you. Uh,
2: Well, thank the uh, member. I I want to agree with her that the performance of the VOA in specific instances of the current appeals process is not satisfactory. But the member does need to recognise, the member needs to recognise that this is quite properly an entirely independent uh, arm of government, and it has to be. It's right that it is. Uh, I did ask my officials yesterday. To see whether the VOA could provide me with any further updates on the two instances that the member has written to me about over recent uh, months. And they refused to provide those details. And they refused to provide the details because they said it would not be proper for them to disclose to government the confidential matters that they have to determine with the people who use uh, their service. And on reflection, I think they were right. That's why we have arms-length organisations so that governments don't make these decisions, the VOA uh, does. Now, if the VOA is not delivering uh, on its uh, service-level agreement uh, with us, then we need to put that right. But my way of putting it right is probably different to the members, because I want us to change the appeal system in Wales altogether. Uh, The appeal system is not fit uh, for purpose. Uh, It's been changed in England and has run into enormous difficulties uh, there. What we have said is that we have brought forward the revaluation uh, from 2022 to 2021, provided the UK government stick to that. It's interesting to see that they didn't have anything in their Queen's speech uh, to put that commitment uh, onto the statute book. Uh, But it's a commitment they've given in the past, if they honor it, then we want to change the appeal system here in Wales alongside that revaluation. Because it's following, just leading up to and just following a revaluation, so if the appeals come in, we want a new system next time around, and that will allow us, I believe, to avoid some of the difficulties that we've seen with the current system.
7: I can all our question na-
1: finally, question nine, your Piorworth. Will the First Minister make a statement on Welsh Government support for educational establishments affected by steps to prevent the spread of coronavirus?
6: May I thank Rina Biarweth for the question. The Welsh Government has developed and published guidance with Public Health Wales for all schools and educational establishments in Wales. These advise on which steps should be taken to prevent the spread of coronavirus.
1: Thank you for that response. Coronavirus, of course, is already a threat to the mobility of people across the world and the benefit that that mobility provides. My local university, Bangor University, is one of those that has become more and more reliant on their ability to recruit students from abroad and students from China come to Bangor in significant numbers. So can I ask you what consideration the government has started to give to how we may need to provide support for institutions such as Bangor University if it became more difficult to allow students from nations such as China to come and study there. We hope, of course, that it won't come to that, but we need that to do that preparatory work now.
6: Uh, May I thank Rina Biarweth for that question? It's true to say that the impact of coronavirus will have an effect on our universities, and that effect has already been seen because students from some of our universities are out in China. We've recalled them back. And some staff members are due to go to China and other countries in that part of the world, and they're unable to go there at present. I have seen a detailed report from HEFCO which draws the data and information together from all the universities in Wales and which sets out the current situation. It then looks forward to the challenges if the coronavirus continues throughout this year and the impact that that will have on student recruitment into Wales. And uh, I can ask the Minister for Education to see whether we can share the information that we have at present with Rina Piorweth and other members, uh, so that they know about the universities in their own areas.
1: Thank you, First Minister. The business statement and announcement is next, and I call on the Trevnith to make that statement.